0: Your hosts, Jeannie Walters and Adam Toporek, are two of the most recognized and respected names in customer experience, and they have dedicated themselves to helping you improve your customer experiences. And now, it's time for Adam and Jeannie. Jeannie, do you know what one of the greatest, greatest wars in customer experiences, The greatest tensions? The greatest conflicts?
1: Uh. Wow, when you said greatest wars, I was <laughs> questioning where we were going with this. but we need like
0: dramatic music so I can really punch it home. Okay. but go ahead.
1: Okay, so let's see, is it uh, customer service versus customer success?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. But no, because that's just semantics. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. what what are you thinking?
0: I'm thinking it is the tension the ongoing battle, eternal, between efficiency (laughs) and customer service or customer experience, however you want to look at it. This has been an age-old problem, Jeannie, from the days of sending call center jobs to the cheapest market possible Mm -hmm. and getting uh, questionable results, we'll say, in many cases. This has been one of the ongoing conflicts between uh, you know, custom, people that believe in customer service, believe in customer experience, and those who just want to whittle down and get mm-hmm. to the the uh, most efficient and most cost-effective uh, delivery possible uh, during the results.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think this happens because we're dealing with human beings, right? And whenever you try to scale and you're dealing with human beings, it's tricky and complicated because... We can't necessarily say, okay, let's just automate everything that humans do for one another, because you know there's a lot of nuance there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> have you have you talked to an IVR? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's you know that is the catch is um, it's also about who's sort of defending, and we've talked about this for years, mm-hmm. right? You know who owns customer experience, who's making the case, and you're dealing with. A case that is often very easy to make numerically, and a case that is a little bit squishier and gray. Like yep. uh, we think, if you increase customer loyalty by ten percent, you will get this. And actually, we don't even know how to measure customer loyalty. or you know what uh, what goes into customer loyalty. So if you get NPS, you get more loyalty. And If you get more loyalty, that should be more profitable. And uh, here's like, okay, if we cut these jobs, you're going to make this much more.
1: That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. In Q4, and, right?
0: And I mean, and that's where it gets in.
1: I think I think you just hit it on the head because if you if you talk about customer experience and customer service as cost centers then that's what they will be. They will be seen as, okay, this is not making us money, this is not saving us money, this is costing us money. And my favorite example, my favorite first-hand example of this was I had a client who uh they had an issue, they had a pretty big issue and so of course what happens when you have a big issue that's widespread? Well, your call center lights up, right? Like <laughs> everybody starts calling in, and they had recently been told that you know what it costs you know fifteen dollars for a customer to call in, and it only costs you know a dollar fifty for them to use the chat or something. So he turned off the phones because he was so concerned about the cost. <laughs> now, this was a penny-wise, pound-foolish decision, of course, because exactly. then <laughs> you had this mass hysteria of people saying, I can't get in, it blew up on social, all these different things. But it was because he was being viewed as the leader of a cost center instead of understanding that if you tie these things back to your organizational goals and outcomes, it there is so much case for getting a return on your investment in customer experience and customer service, but you have to make that case proactively in order to get there. So I think it's, you know, when we talk about efficiency, we have to remember that, yes, that's about cost savings, yes, that's about making sure that you're doing as much as possible with as few resources as possible, but you have to tie that back to the goal. What are you trying to do? What are the outcomes that you're trying to drive? And stay true to that, not just about the let's cut costs, let's cut costs,
0: right? And you've got to make the case for your department or customer experience in general because often you know there are sort of countervailing uh, priorities, countervailing uh, budget lines, uh, and um you know, how should we put it, uh, conflicts of interest would <laughs> be the nice way to put it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, annual bonuses, there's a, you know, there's a lot that goes into some of these decisions about um, why they cut costs and how they cut costs. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things, yeah, it's funny, because like one of the first blog posts I wrote on my site, I think it was from like the first years, and it wasn't even something I really thought about a lot, I just wrote it. But I still think it's one of the most important blog posts I've ever wrote written. Uh, And it's called uh, great customer service begins with adequate resources. Mm, Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can have the best training. You can have the best technology. None of it matters if you are not adequately, you know, staffed or allocated Mm -hmm. uh, in a manner that will handle the volume. And to your point, you know, that's exactly what they did by choice in that situation. They're Mm -hmm. just like, we're just going to not staff this at all. Yep. We're just going to
1: pretend it's not happening. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly and that you know i saw that in retail all the time mm-hmm. you know, and I, it's hard enough when it's by accident Yep. right it's hard enough when there's just okay there's uh, a few call outs that it's all they all sort of snowball together things like that but when you do it purposefully mm-hmm. and then those things that happen even when your fully staff happen yep.
1: yep. right
0: then you truly cannot deliver service. Right. So let's talk about some of the ways we can actually solve this.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think the, you know, part of what you just said is part of the solution, right? Making sure that you're looking ahead and that you're understanding how to adequately staff, how to adequately resource, how to make sure that you have the tools in place for everybody. Because that's another way that Sometimes we're not as efficient as we think when we think, well, our superstar will handle all of this. And then we don't really look at, okay, what is our superstar doing that we can turn into training and best practices for everybody else? We just say, well, you know, Adam's going to take care of it. And then Adam is sick one day or decides to get another job, which you'll never do, I know. But uh, (laughs) but then you're kind of left with this void instead of thinking ahead of how can we scale these best practices across our organizations so that's one thing i would say
0: yeah absolutely and i you know when you think about um, that your best practices for your best person or whatever you know trying to put that lightning in a bottle i mean that really does come down to understanding why that person does what they do well and what that impact on customers is and how can you you know, training is crucial in this situation, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's one of the things when you, and because talk about a cost center, I'm sorry, and you know, we do train, we do training at customersatstick.com, but it, when you talk about a cost center, training is often seen as just extra, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, one of the most important things, you, you know, obviously regular training and all that, but one of the most important things you can do Essentially, to make sure that you are delivering great service, delivering great experiences. Mm-hmm. The next thing is Jeannie is really using data mm-hmm. to understand what the experience is and to understand where the experience needs to be improved, and to make sure that you know you're not cutting in crucial areas. And you know, one of the things is when you talk about this idea of truth in action, our sponsor Jeannie Alita is finding that truth, right? Finding that where in the data, what the data can tell us about where in the journey we need to focus, where in the journey we can maybe scale back a little mm-hmm. because we know, we talk about peak and rule, not all parts of the journey are created equal.
1: Well, and not only that, but using that type of data and insights can help you predict, right? So if you see something like, The example I just brought up of if there is an issue, you know certain things are going to happen. So if you can predict some of those things along the way, then you can actually uh, create the right resources to take care of them. So anything like that and getting feedback from customers in the right way and across both a broad area and also those deep insights that you need, um, using a voice of the customer program, that can help you really understand What are your customers really expecting and how can you predict what will happen next based on past experiences? So you're absolutely right. Having tools like Voice of the Customer programs, understanding your customers, just like our sponsor Alita talks about and provides. I think that's such a key part of really understanding how to scale at the right moment and how to have that efficiency in place.
0: And just to let you know, you can get a free report from our sponsor, Alita, at alita.com slash c-t-c-c. That is alita.com slash c-t-c-c. That's Crack the Customer Code, of course. And uh, get your free report there. Well, Gina, I want to close out by talking about something that I think we actually talked about in our last uh, Duo episode, but I think it's important to hit it here. And that is the idea of proactivity. mm mm-hmm. um, And here's the thing, when we talk about that tension between efficiency and customer service, one of the most efficient things you can do is prevent customer service issues from happening in the first place. Amen. There is literally no greater efficiency in customer service than a service issue that never happens in the first place. Um, So anything you can do to be proactive, to forward resolve issues, to understand patterns about, uh, okay, when somebody has problem A, they're likely, you know, 60% of them are going to have problem B. Let's check on that before they get off the phone. Anything you can do in that realm can be hugely efficient and a great cost savings that actually improves experience.
1: Yes. Yes. And this is something we don't often see people talk about is, When you can proactively solve those problems, you can reduce service costs, you can gain efficiencies, all of those things. And if you tie that all together with your organizational goals, that shows your return on the investment into customer experience in the first place. So it's Boom. it's all about everything. That's all.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> all about everything. That's our that's our dramatic conclusion. It's go. all about everything. You started yeah. with
1: drama. We're gonna end with drama. <laughs> I'm gonna use
0: a word. I'm gonna use a word just for Jeannie. Action
1: that. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are always happy you're here with us today. I am Jeannie Walters. You can find me at experienceinvestigators.com.
0: And I'm Adam DeBork, and you can find me at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.
1: And take care of your customers.